Hi, this is Jen Gurkham, co-founder of Elevating Insiders. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, we've got one of the founders of Elevating Insiders, Jen Kirkham. She talks about how you should have a 90-day goal with weekly check-ins to see real impact. Jen explains why integrating something already in your life to be successful is key, and she challenges the belief of how learning from your failures is only part of the way to get to where you want to go. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have one of the duos of the Elevating Insiders, the founder of Elevating Insiders, Jen Kirkham. Jen, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brandon. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm honored and super grateful to be here. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time and when the listeners out there realize all the unbelievable nuggets that you're dropping, they're like, hey, you know what? I really jam with Jen. And why I said she's one of the duos, she also has Emma. Emma and you are our business partners. But when they realize everything that you're dropping today, where's the easiest way for them to personally reach out to you or find you on social? Gotcha. We have elevatinginsiders.com. Um, you can also reach us directly at elevatinginsiders at gmail.com. That email will take us directly to our inbox and we'll be able to get the quickest response to you. Yeah, and the, the, that'll be in the show notes. The website will be in the show notes and uh, we'll we'll make it as easy as possible for, for the audience to listen and uh, be able to work with you if they so choose. So, all right, let's, let's dive into it. And um, our ability to learn and take in information, it's drastically changed in the last 10 to 15 years. When you and I were younger, it was, you know, the, textbooks and our educators and then friends, family, coworkers, but that's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that some of the beliefs of things that I think that are possible have been dunked by be been be debunked by either technology or like my family culture or how I was raised of how they were raised were passed on to me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I can do more than what's possible. And every time that I speak with those who have known me for over 10, 20 years, they think, wow, Jen, you're really changing. And But what's really changing is my beliefs of what I think is possible and what I think I can achieve and what I can help others achieve. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's It's allowing and taking and saying, hey, I might've been brought up this way. I might've trained, I might've learned it this way. But when someone else comes along, you've saved room to sit there and challenge those rate limiting beliefs to sit there and say, hey, I'm going to exchange this now for something that makes more sense and serves me and helps me move the needle forward in what I'm building. And I think there's a key point here is that the only time that you realize that, that your past beliefs aren't true for you today, is that there's either a success experience or there's a failure experience. And it's your interpretation of that experience is what propels you into 
challenging those beliefs and making a new truth to what's true today. Yeah. And, and our failures, we learn so much for them, or we should. I feel we shouldn't let our past failures define our present and our future, or we use that past failure as a crutch, as opposed to using it as how do we reframe that? How do you take a, a failure or a misstep and how do you reframe that to change your present and your future? That's a really good point. I'm going to challenge a common belief. And, you know, if I get uh, hate mail because of this, then I'm fully ready to do that. Is that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's through our failures that we learn, you know, learn change or success. I actually disagree with that to a point. Because if we have recurring failures without having those minor shifts and having minor successes or identify what needs to change and have a different kind of failure, if we fail the same way over and over, we're going to continue to fail and say, oh, I'm learning from my failures. But what are you learning? You're learning to do it over and over again. In order to have your failures turn into a success, you absolutely must have someone by your side that has failed like you have before and changed one one degree in their trajectory to get a little bit different result. There's two rules of the mind that I follow every single day. The first rule is, is that the mind does what it thinks that it wants you to do. So like your thoughts make your reality, right? The second rule of the mind is that your mind loves what's familiar. So if you're looking to turn your failure into a success, Your success has to have some common ground for what you've done before. So whether that's hanging around the same group of people for a period of time, and then you start to act like them and make some more successful decisions, or you change your physical environment to make something better, more familiar, so that then you can continually make those changes. And in the end result, that's how we can go back to, man, a year from now, that was a wow kind of year. And what 2020 has taught us is that um, things can change on a dime and um, monumental shifts don't have to take a long time. Yeah. And things change without our permission. We have to remember that. Like, <laughs> things are going to change without our permission, without Dang us welcoming, welcoming them into our lives or our household. It's going to happen from now to the end of time. Change is the only thing that is constant. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And you know, I'm okay with change unless it's too frequent. I don't know. Change the dinner menu. Just don't change it too frequently. There you go. (laughs) Sorry. I always relate everything to food as I'm a big, you know, I love to cook and that was just a part of our life. So I always relate back to food. So, oh my goodness. You know, talking about learning, I think we have more ways to take in information than ever before. And And it can be confusing. You've got all these platforms, all these people telling you what to do. Some people, they look for a mentor. Some look for a coach, an accountability buddy, a mastermind. There's a lot of different ways to take in information and learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? Wow, that's a really good question because a lot of my connections today are relationships that started five years ago. I approach relationships, new relationships today differently than I did five years ago. Ever since I've learned the concept of social networking and and being of service and that sales is service, that my relationship begins with um, making a human connection and finding a common ground that we have core beliefs. And my core beliefs are start with integrity, right? I'm attracted to someone who has personal integrity, business integrity, and is service centric. So the things that I'm learning now is that 
that's like my my core value. I start there. And who I'm learning from now are people who have taken that level of integrity and mapped it out into other areas of business or areas of their life that I'm like, ooh, I know I have integrity, but I know that that's one thing that's a lifelong journey. And I could learn from how they're applying that into their business or applying that into their life. I love how you talked about how you started planting these seeds, the people that you're around now, you started planting them five years ago and where the relationship was and where it's at now are, are two different places and how you go about it today is different. But the fact that you want them to align with your mission, vision, and values and have you know a symbiotic type relationship, that's important because if not, you're going to have that friction. Have you ever had where it's like you want something to fit but because of your beliefs, you're just like, you keep fighting and keep coming up with that constant sandpaper effect. And what was it that taught you, hey, I got to just step away from that? Mm, it's usually around project management, whether it be like with a team, like you're working together and someone has a different different um, objective and usually egos involved. I think that's one of my biggest thing is I've got an ego. I, I like to I like to look good. I like to feel good. I think I, I like to I like to be heard and understood. And I think everybody has that to a certain degree, right? But when it when it starts driving the train, that's where I cut cut the line and be like, okay, not that I don't have conversations about it, but I say like, if your ego continues to drive the whole thing and it becomes all about you as an individual looking good and everyone else suffers, then then I'm not okay with that. But yet I'm also okay with you doing that. And I'm not attached to how, how you approach it. And I think that's the key differentiator because I still am actually really good friends with people that operate that way, but I choose not to operate the way that they operate. And I learn different things from them. Wow. It's, it's a win, win, win right there. And how you're able to still keep that relationship and say, Hey, you, you're both still able to work off or feed off of and learn from the other person, even if they don't match with that. It's not an ultimatum. You're not giving them an ultimatum. You're sitting there and saying, hey, here, if this, then that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, it starts with like, you know who you are inside and that you, that's where the integrity piece comes in. When I was growing up, I heard that integrity was like doing the right thing when no one's looking. And if I was like a me, me, me voice, it's because I think that's only surface level. Yeah. Like integrity goes so much deeper that you're doing what's expected of yourself daily. You're doing what's expected of others daily. You're doing what's expected, like with your business. Do you deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on? Yeah. It's all about keeping the main thing, the main thing and being core to that. And that's why like, you know, those who have like operate differently than I do, I can maintain that relationship because like they can, they know what to expect of me and I know who I am. Yeah. No matter what day of the week is, if it ends in why they know what they're going to get from you. And, and, and what you're building over there. So, I mean, you know, talk, you know, staying on the subject of people, I feel that we get stuck and sometimes we don't know how to execute what's in our head. We're still going through a pandemic. And I think this is amplifying that in some form or fashion, but I think it is also allowing us to reset and rethink about how we want to accomplish things and what are important to us. How have masterminds and coaching helps you when you're looking to reset and reshift how you want to accomplish what you want to do? I love masterminds because they're typically an experience that provide a roadmap that have a clear point A 
and a clear point B. And when you're in a, with a group of people who are going towards their point B, it doesn't always have to be exactly your point B. Meaning like if, if I want to make a certain amount, dollar amount, not everybody in the group is going to have that same number, but their goal is heading towards that number for them. So like a mastermind is a way that we can um, set our own point Bs and have a roadmap of someone who's done it before that we accelerate our success and our success is what we define it as. No, that makes that that makes complete sense on there. And it is nice when it comes to a mastermind, learning about, you know, learning how other people, they might have already seen around that corner and you can take advantage of, and not in a bad way, of their their previous, you know, missteps or their or their previous successes. And you had kind of touched on that earlier of how important that is to be able to to utilize those people around you and learn from their successes, learn from their failures. So you don't continue making that same mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 unbelievable. So, and you know, speaking of masterminds, they've been around for a while. Probably the first one was the Apostles. Then Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club, and then this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill writes a book about it. As there is continues to me, there seems to be this large boom of self education over standardized education and how we're waiting out what's important. Where do you see the shift going between standard education and self-education going forward? This is another topic that I might get some hate mail. <laughs> okay, we're he- we're here to learn and 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 do things the way that we want to do them. Okay, and then for this, I have to tell you a story. So, any names? I'm not going to mention any names, and I hope I change the general situation so I don't get direct hate mail from one person. <sighs> But there, there are two individuals, it's a couple, that recently enrolled in the MBA program. If you're not familiar with the, like what's happened with enrollment with the MBA program, enrollment in the MBA programs have like skyrocketed because what happened is institutions recognize everyone is going virtual and they wanted to keep enrollment high. So they eliminated the entrance exams and lowered the tuition fee or offered more flexible payment programs. So it made getting into these traditional institutionalized programs easier. And here's the kicker, which I have a beef with. Okay, here's my beef. Is that these two people enrolled in the program at this university, which I love the university, it's great. But the professor is letting them work on their projects together. And the couple does half the work but they both get the grade, meaning they don't work on their areas of expertise and maximizing their strengths and learning new talents. And the professor's okay with that. In other words, mediocrity in institutionalized programs that are teaching theory, not as much application, those people are being disserved. There's a disservice there. So there's my little soapbox and platform. And if you are currently an MBA program and listening to this, I encourage you to not go towards the mediocrity of it and instead look to the self-education approach to your traditional program. So hopefully I save the hate mail from that. But with self-education, you can get a quicker result, learn faster from people in a way that you can have interactivity, like like the apps that are available nowadays, like you can go in an app and have a conversation or be part of an inner circle conversation that you would have never dreamed of. Never, ever. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to get any hate mail because we, we we talk about areas of this pretty frequently on here, especially with what, you know, we're building with the success finder. 
and I think it's it's justified. I mean, the institutions, the standardized institutions have they're looking to create a profit. They're looking to, you know, turn them and 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 that's, you know, the fact that you have two people paying said price and they're not able to really go beyond what they, you know, what they already know because they're able to tag team one project and get two of the same results. Like, what does that say right there? Is the institution and is that professor really concerned about what they're learning and what they're able to then implement? Or are they just wanting to cash the check? You know, for those who pay um, and invest in themselves in the masterminds that we do, I am vetted in their success. I have an investment in them with my time, the resources that I've worked hard to find with the tools that I've made my own. And I actually encourage them to make these tools their own. And that's what sets us unique is being able to say, guys, we've studied the success experiences that you need to have at this phase. Now that you know one, two, and three, you should be able to do this. We're not going to take an exam because words are words and you can speak the same words and even do some thought repeating. But what about that experience? What was it like? And you get to talk about the emotions that happen at certain phases. And that transformation is priceless. Yeah. And, and, and since we're on that, you know, let's kind of go a little bit deeper into there. You know, typically when someone invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what they're going to get. You know, they, they have an idea of what the outcome could be. What should people expect when they go through your mastermind or your coaching and what you guys are building? You know, what, what's the reality of working with you and your partner? The reality is, is that we expect you to take action and that all of our interactive conversation is around the action that you're taking. Yes, we have a course that complements our journey and you can, you can watch and download some tools and you can, you can say all the right things, but we're going to talk about the experiences that you have. And we do guarantee that during our one month experience together, you'll have one crucial experience that will change your life. And that's the thing. You're like, hey, listen, if it's for 30 days, what we are promising as at least one crucial breakthrough. And, and I, I want to kind of go a little bit deeper on that one, because when I think about someone hiring the right coach or being in the right mastermind, I sit there and I see how the, the marketers are out marketing the good coaches and, and masterminds and they, they transfer the risk because they don't actually implement what they're teaching. They don't actually use or have a coach or in a mastermind themselves. How do you keep yourself from tr transferring the risk to your clients and giving them the tools that they need in order to be successful? That's a great question because I'm in the trenches doing the same thing. The things that I'm teaching those in the mastermind are the things that I'm doing with my clients. And I too have a coach that I'm accountable to. And every aspect of my business with the mastermind, with the course, I take personal responsibility in saying, you know what? I know that I'm not the expert at anything. There's some areas that I haven't mastered I'm still working on and I'm honest. And I know just through the power of relationship that I'm going to learn from those in the mastermind as well. So I just don't see any downfall here. Here's the thing. If you, when you're choosing a coach or choosing a mastermind to attend or learn from, number one, does it have a clear success experience outline of like, what are you going to experience? Not just what you're going to learn, but what you can you do because you learned it? And does that mastermind leader do they also attend a mastermind and do they have a coach? Yeah. And that's important. I think one of the first questions, so who's your coach? So what mastermind are you in? 
who are you continuing to learn from? And, and if they're like, Oh no, I got this. I don't have anyone right now. Cause I'm so busy. That should be like the first, like big X that, that just, that scares you. Cause they're not investing in themselves. How can they continue if they're not willing to invest in themselves? The most important investment is yourself because you can control the outcome most mm-hmm. of the time, you mm-hmm. know, excluding COVID. Yeah. It's the end of experts. I have a lot of soapboxes. I'm I'm gonna I'm say sorry, not sorry. I got soapboxes. I stand because I'm only five feet tall. I gotta stand on something. It's the end of experts, and there's really the cur- the curse lies with the teacher that has too many answers, and the power lies with the student asking the right questions, and that's how the teacher presents itself when the student is ready. Yeah, I wish I had that typed out right now because I'm gonna ask you after this. Can you please repeat that because that was. That was eloquent and that was gold right there. So I'll get you the exact transcript on that if you can't regurgitate that. But Oh, that'd be great. We're talking about success and I feel that people have a way of surprising us from time to time or all the time. The rooms that you put together and the people that you work with, you're, you're hand selecting them, you're curating them, you're making sure that they check certain boxes and their beliefs. Has there been anyone can you, you know, that has been through your mastermind, your coaching that was able to surprise you? And in turn, what was the outcome because they went through that? What's the success story? Oh my goodness. So there's, there's two that I really want to outline. One is a teacher in the public education system. And then the other one is a brilliant stay at home mom. But the thing is, is that, that their experience and drive are very similar. So from two completely separate walks of life, two completely different background, we didn't paint anybody in a box. So the boxes that they're checking are more about their drive, more about their desire, and we're looking for clues on how well they're ready to take action rather than their background or work experience and resume. So this teacher obviously was a struggle in 2020 to maintain her position and she she excelled. She was the leading teacher figuring out all of the technology nuances. And when she went back and reported to her superiors, there was no reward. Mediocrity was the norm and she wasn't okay with that. And so now she's transitioning a role. Before the mastermind was even complete, she onboarded her first client and is now working with her clients and we're supporting her with that, helping with her with those how-tos. Um, the stay-at-home mom is a support system for her husband and they're running their e-commerce business. So instead of um, curating clients, she's supporting her husband and their family business in a new way. And then just two days ago, she surprised me and said, you know what, Jen, I think I really want to do some strategic business consulting and I can, I'm a good manager. She has six kids and I know her kids play with mine. She's a great manager because I go to her house and it's not perfectly clean everything, but everyone knows their expectations and she can problem solve like nobody's business. I'm like, dang, I really look up to you. I want some of your management skills. Yeah, no. And that, that it's, it's beautiful when you can impact the people that are already in your, your circle that your kids play with and her kids are playing with. And you can see that immediate effect on someone just the, the taking the chance to invest in themselves and in turn investing in what you and your team are able to help, you know, help them grow to become successful or to help them, you know, bridge that gap between where they're at and where they want to go. And, you know, success it's, it's, I think there's a lot of things that it takes to be successful. Uh, We're building a company around the success finder and, and on my solo shows, we talk about what does it take to be successful? And I think there are several parts, willingness to fail, 
I think is, is, is one of them. Partnerships, ex experimentation, um, mentorship, coaching, all sorts of things. What do you believe is a key factor when it comes to someone's success? That they're stretched to a success that, that maybe they didn't see possible for themselves. And also let it be integrated in something familiar that's already in their life so that they continue to grow in that success. That means that they're they're helping define it and they're entering new possibilities. Like, like feeling uncomfortable is okay. But with a support system, you can accomplish more. Yeah, I like that. I was just, I was, you know, integrate something already in your life to be successful mm -hmm. because it's something familiar. You're probably already passionate about it, or at least you hope you are. And so you have, you, you understand it. And perfect example was probably the stay-at-home mom who's got six kids. She's already integrated something in her life. And now she's able to take her passion and what she's really good at and turn it into something. Thanks to you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. As, as we're coming closer to the end here, I think there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like, it's easy to be successful when the, when everybody's winning as the world's a little bit different now, I think, you know, innovation and ingenuity come when we feel the squeeze and we've been feeling the squeeze for a while now. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that really excites you? Oh man, I don't know if we have time to like list everything. <laughs> I think I want to share something specific that I'm working on one with one of my clients and then one with our insiders mastermind. Please. Yeah. With one of my clients, they're, they're world-renowned doctors for a specific treatment. And they've been in the traditional institutional learning. And they've been lectures on the lecture circuit and have books and everything. And this is the, one of the relationships that we've known each other for over five years. And the reason why they circled back is they recognized that learning happens differently. And that the doctors that want to learn from them don't want to go to their lectures. They can't, right? They used to have these big events, but we're using the mastermind learning style in more of a traditional setting. And large universities are also, that I'm super impressed with now, that are starting to follow that path. So that's something very, very super exciting that I get to um, apply IO psychology as well as business tools and learning styles into a new way of developing online courses. And it's something completely different. And it's just really exciting. It's really exciting. Then with the insiders, we are continually having conversations with those who have um, gone through our program and then other people who do what we do. And we're, we're really refining what we call the insider's edge into like collecting what were the success experiences that you needed at this phase and at this phase. That's going to be a continual refinement throughout the year. And um, man, I, I look to learn a lot and seeing how, number one, how I can refine the insider's edge process, but two, help my clients as well to be on the fast track to success as well. Yeah, I love that. Depending on what phase you're in, here's where you're needing to plug in this, you know, this piece, this person, this process to take you to the next level of success and just saying, hey, we're going to continue to refine this and we're going to continue to add to this. Like how that's super powerful right there. That's awesome. All right. Last one for you. What is a tip, a tactic, an actionable item that if someone listening today implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see a real impact on their personal or business life? Oh my goodness. 90 day goals and weekly check-ins with somebody that really will tell you the truth. 
that is tuned into your habits, tuned into like what really is going to move the needle for you, whether it's personally or professionally, and make sure that that weekly check-in is tuned into the goal, the 90-day goal. Is every single day taking a step towards that 90-day goal? Yeah, because if it's taking you away from where you want to go, if it's ta- if you are here and you want to end up here, you should know what it's going to take. And if something zigs or zags, it's taking you away from the shortest distance between where you're at and where you want to go. It's the simplest thing to do, yeah. but it's not the easiest thing to do. But it will make a difference. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things. Wow. I've learned so much today. I've got some notes on this. I'm looking forward to re-listening this. We have the founder of Elevating Insiders, Jen Kirkham. Jen, I appreciate your time and everything that, uh, that you gave us today. Thank you so much. Oh, it's an honor and privilege to be with you, Brandon. Super excited. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.